This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. People, I am being true. This is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. Today, we're going from Gainesville, but we're, we're finna go to Tulsa. We're finna go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know, listen, I'm learning about I'm learning about these states as I go. Make, I'm from Tulsa. I know it's a lot of lot of other schools and that's a lot of other places in that state. We're gonna stick with Tulsa. My next guest, man, just completed his freshman season. That boy and I got used to the tropical weather. Now he got to go back home and now his bones is in that frigid cold. Ranked the number two, the number two ranked player coming out of Oklahoma you know, a couple of years ago. Now, repping that number seven. These these D tackle these boys wearing single digit numbers now. I couldn't even get the number I wanted. I had to beg for it. The great Chris McLean. What's going on with you there, Chris? What's up, man? How y'all? I'm good now, Chris. Man, let's get you. Are you listen? Freshman season is done. Captain Chaos, Sean Spencer. How was it being coached by a guy who comes with such a you know a tremendous resume like that? It's great, man. Like I love Coach Spencer. Death. Like he keep it real, 100 percent of the time. You know, he same guy every day. He always come in to the room with a whole lot of energy, a lot of juice. You know, keep me hype. Keep the whole D line room hype. Now, Chris, most guys, you know, when they come in as freshmen, it's hard to get playing time. It's not that you ain't good enough. It's just the scheme, the, the speed, uh, the the games. When did they come to you and say, look, man, you you know, I don't know if they told you you're not going to redshirt, G. We want you to, we want you to come in ready to go. Uh, Really, it was like after the spring. I'm just because, you know, I got I came in early in January. So after the spring, my coach was telling me, like, you need to be ready to lock in and mature fast because you have to play early for us. So I always knew I was going, you know, kind of play as a freshman. I, I ain't know how much, but <laughs> yeah, I, I always like, I was, I was ready mentally to play. Now, Chris, uh, you, you, uh, you a rare breed. You got recruited by a different dude that you playing under now. Most times, you know, you'll pick a school because of one because one position coach. What is my position doing going pro as far as like that type of accessibility? But Dan Mother recruited you, and then now you're under Billy Napier. And I heard you say, Look, man, I'm locked in, man. Like this is this is I, I like the scheme. What was it about just the University of Florida to let you know whether it was Dan Mullen or Billy Napier, man? I chose to be a gator regardless. Uh honestly, it was just like you say, like it was a university, like. When I first came, this is my first official visit like, in, uh, with Florida. So I fell in love with, like, the people here on the campus and everything. So when it came down to it, it was, like, it was really between staying home and going to Oklahoma or coming to Florida. And you see, I chose Florida because, like, that's really where my heart was at. So I really didn't mind who the coach was going to be. And, and, my, and my thought always was, like, it's Florida. Like, Florida going to always be straight no matter what. Now – you meet Coach Sean Spencer, right? Obviously, he man, it either he's coached them or he's or he's had some type of uh impact on their life. Tell my guys like big cat guys who like your similar build and style. 
But then, before you even do that, though, you walk in, right? You know, you, I'm 6'3", 6'4", I'm tall, bro. I'm tall for interior D lineman. Then Javon walks by. You go, what the hell is this? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What happened to the sun? Oh, he just blocked it out for a second. Like, what was it? What is it like playing next to a guy like that for which, obviously, I can appreciate Javon, one, playing in the bowl game, even though he decided to go pro. But what is it like playing to a guy with that type of size, skill, and ability? Uh, it's impressive, man. Like, I feel like playing with Javon, like, he really taught me a lot this year, like, as far as, like, everything from, like, an interior defense alignment, because it's, like, it's hard to come in from high school to transition just to go out there, you know, do what I did. But he helped me, like, with everything, like, learning as far as, like, what to do in certain situations and things like that. Him and Coach Spencer, but playing with G is, like, Crazy, like you see this big dude getting off the ball, fast, strong, knocking people back, getting to the quarterback. It's like, dang. The hardest thing for an interior D lineman is, hey man, I know you big and tall, but you got to play low. Like you got to play like you six feet tall. You're like, yeah. But then the thing is too, you got a guy because I, I, being a former player myself, it's easier to listen to a coach that got a track record. Not saying we don't, we respect them all. But when Sean Spencer say something, you know it works. When Captain K, yeah. I say something, you know it works. And when he looking at Javon, who this boy was going to be a, a, a top pick, no matter what school he went to, went just from looking at him alone. But the buy-in, man, when I, I saw I, I saw your game from game from Utah all the way to the end, I can see, I can see when it's one thing to go up against a double team. It's another thing to split it. Man, I just split this double team, bro. I almost made the play. It's another thing to say, hey, man, TFLs is how I judge the lineman. Yes, I want y'all to get sacks. TFLs mean, bro, I'm living in the backfield. That means I'm, I'm disrupting the whole run game because they can't run it over here. What? When did you know? At what game was it for you, Chris? You said, bro, I, can, I believe in my ability. But I do this for real. Like, what was it a game? Was it a play that made you say, all right, bro, I see what coach mean now when he be telling me to do this in practice? Uh, probably Tennessee. Like, Tennessee is like the game where I first started to, like, pop off and get a little traction. So, yeah, like, that, that's when, like, I realized, like, oh, like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this now. Like, I, I could do this consistently. Like, go out there, make plays, and do all that just by doing my job and stuff. So, I thought there was one game where I, where I realized, like, oh, like, oh, like, you know, like this is this is what I can do. It's probably Tennessee. <sighs> Osiris Torrance, man. I, I don't know. I don't know where they make people like this at. I don't know where he come from. <laughs> but <laughs> you, got guy, you got a guy, right? That top guard, but he was in the Sun Belt. He comes over him, Montreal. But you get to see him, man. What is it like going up against the guy who? This guy's about as fundamentally sound. Like, I mean, perfect hand placement. He not going, he not going, you know, take some, take no false steps. What is it like going up against a guy for which you walking off the practice field going, hey, bro, what did you do to me that one time when you grabbed my inside shoulder? You took what is it like going up against a guy like that? No, nah, exactly how you say like Sabo's a really good player, man. Like I, every time I got to go against him, man, it was like I always used to ask him after practice, like, Sabo, like, what can I do better right here? Or what did I do right? What did I do wrong? You know, just trying to get some insight because, like, to be he was the best offensive lineman in the country. So I was just trying to, you know, get as much knowledge as I can off of him, like what would work and what would don't work. And I would try to, like, implement it in my game, you know. So, I yeah, think it, it, it was like a pleasure.
I think you just make a great point though, Chris. Though when you in high school, hey man, you ain't giving nobody no tips. You in high school going up against a dude, hey man, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to say to you. But in college, it's different because I mean that's my that's my boy right there. Yeah, he gonna get me better. I'm gonna get him better. But you know you that you know you a really really good player. When I could tell a player, hey man, look, next time I go up against you, man, don't don't do this. Cause I, cause in the in the meeting room, all I'm gonna do is the hardest thing is. Your momentum. You ain't never had a place to do. I use your momentum against you. You you so forward. I'll just back up some mess up. You. I'll pull you down, or I'll use your leverage against you. Cause you at the University of Florida, man. Cause you can play. You can rush the passer. You can disrupt a running game. You can. You can. I mean, you can disrupt. I don't even know why most teams run screens against y'all. Y'all boys get out there and run. if I'm a, if I'm a running back, here come the screen, and I'm ready. <laughs> You you saying to yourself, just make him cut back, just make him cut back, and I'm a I'm going to kill him. Your endurance level is what I'm talking about. The, the SEC big time football is about, hey man, can you go on a ten play drive and be as effective in 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 tenth play than the first play? That's the hard thing because they're trying to wear y'all interior boys out. They they will they, they will go hurry up so y'all can't sub out. You say Tennessee game, Tennessee wants to run a lot of plays, boy. They want you to run a lot. But y'all was able to battle back in that game. Yeah, you came up, you know, a touchdown short of what may have you. But to know you went up against a style of offense, the guy in the Hooker, who, I mean, I hope he gets better, man, had one of the best seasons we're going to see. What was it about going up against an O-line that has a lot of different schemes that they're trying to do against y'all with, with an offense like that? Uh, Tennessee's O-line, like, at first, like, I would say like that first couple of times like they was them boys was moving fast. They was getting out we was moving just as fast as it was not faster, you know, because like our coaches said like our main point of defense is our speed. Like everybody on defense was was fast. So that was our main point. But you know, they they humans just like us. After a while them boys started to put the hands on the hips and lean over, bent over. So that's when we knew like we can get back in the game because they was they was getting tired and all that. So yeah, they was moving fast at first, but they started to slow down. And, you know, we started delivering blows, too, and it was really going, like, punch or punch. O-line and D-line is real similar mentality. Y'all play with momentum. Y'all y'all are momentum players. Hey, man, we got to shift that momentum. It's 28 to 20 at one point, Georgia, Florida, Florida, Georgia. What was it like? Like, all of a sudden, you're like, bro, we down eight points, bro. Like, wait, wait, we done battled back. Like, I get it. The game didn't end up the way you wanted to. But what is that feeling like, Chris, when you're saying, hey, bro, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody does this against them. They go up by 14, 15, double digits. What was that old line? I know the old line going to say they're confident. But when you're staring at a – when you're looking at a guard, you can tell when, oh, his confidence gone. Mm-hmm. He got nothing left. When it's 28-20 and Coach Spencer is saying – and Coach Tony is saying, I told y'all. When y'all, when, when your belief, your buy-in, and your ability come together, y'all gonna be. Yes, the game. Listen, Georgia beat everybody they played this year and last year. Cool. But what was that feeling like when you look at that scoreboard and the Georgia fans they ain't as loud right now? They going, hey, bro, this not supposed to happen like this. It was a great feeling, man. I'm thinking like, I, I just remember like we we had came off of defense and had went down there and scored. I think it was the pass to Hendo that caught us back yeah, up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching. I'm like, oh my god, like we back in it. Like we we got these boys. Like, like let's go. I'm, I'm getting myself juiced up, trying to get the whole defense juiced up. I'm out there saying everything. Like, come on, like we got these boys. Like they can't mess with us. Like you know, cause that's the whole mindset we had the whole week. Like, cause you know we had like a bye week. We had just came off of playing LSU, and we was like, oh, we got two weeks. We we prepared. 
last two weeks, we like we got these boys. Like we had the perfect game plan and everything. So we was juiced, man. I remember being like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, we back in it, like you know. And I remember I, I gave everything like, the Georgia game, like everything, all the effort I had. Talking with that beast, Chris McClellan from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Number two recruit coming out of the state. Number two player coming out of the state of Oklahoma a couple of years back. Now, this is go from the frigid cold to these beautiful temperatures, you know, in Gainesville, even though he's back home right now. But, Chris, man, look, at the end of the day, you one of them ones. The D-line tradition at Florida is huge. I mean, I played with Gerard Warren, number three overall pick. I played with Alex Brown, you know, Dante Fowler Jr. You talk about, you know, Javon Dexter. What is it like knowing that you said, look, man, I could have stayed home, but this is Florida, bro. Like, I, I'm going to where I hear about – listen, can't go nowhere without hearing about the SEC. Can't go nowhere by hearing about these big, bad killers that put their hand in the dirt to go up against these old linemen. Now that you've done it for a spring, you know, for a full season, man, how does it feel, man, knowing that, hey, man, I, not only can I survive out here, I can thrive out here? Uh, Honestly, man, like, like you say, man, like, the thing about Florida is like it's got everything that I wanted. Like, you know, you want a legendary school, Florida is legendary. SEC, come on now. One of the best teams in the SEC historically. Historical university, great players before. It's gonna be great players after me. You know, like you say, I can just I just wanna add on to that D line repertoire and eventually like, you know, for a guy like me, like I I I'm not just thinking about myself. I wanna build for like the next couple teams too. Like I hope we keep getting better players. Like I always want to recruit guys that are better than me, you know. Because like whenever they whenever it's all said and done and my career in Florida is over with, like I want them to say like I was a great leader, you know, played with great players and I helped build a foundation to put Florida like back on top. Legacy is something that I didn't really understand legacy, man, when I came out, because, you know, it, it's not like it is now. You guys got so much scrutiny, social media, everything y'all do is scrutinized. It, it seemed like people just walk around the facility taking pictures of y'all. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you see pictures of you going, man, when you take this picture, bro, like, what, what, were you in the facility? Or, it's, it's one thing when you got your uniform on and you going up against somebody. No, bro, you, bro, this is me just walking down the street. Yeah. This is me, you know, coming out of my coming out of my dorm room or you know, getting food. But how do you deal with the scrutiny? Because you at the University of Florida, good or bad, people expect y'all to get it done. They don't expect y'all to be human, they don't expect y'all to have feelings or emotions. God forbid if Chris respond to anybody to say anything negative. What's wrong with how is it making sure that hey man, I know I'm Chris, the football player, but I'm a person too. And sometimes, hey man, I come with mistakes. I know it's not, I know I'm not going to be forgiven the way I should be, but how do you not let the expectation of being who you are and what you represent engulf you, I guess? Uh, honestly, man, like I never really was like a big social media guy. And that's just come from like my parents. And like, I, I, at the end of the day, like I know who I am. I don't know what I'm capable of. And like, I'm not finna go out there and argue with a bunch of people who have nothing going on for themselves. And, want to just, you know, try to get on your nerves like that. So I try to just, like, you know, ignore it as much as possible. And I and I never really respond on social media because at the end of the day, there's no point. There's no point because it's not going to get nothing accomplished. Nothing's going to change. Like, whatever you, whatever you could do, whatever you could 
you win a Nobel Peace Prize. People still gonna have they set opinions of you, they mindset yeah. for you. So it's like there's nothing that you can do at the end of the day except work harder, get better, and and make it to where nobody can doubt you or or have anything negative to say about you. So I try my hardest to like just stay away from it, you know, from all the media. And a lot of the times too, like I feel like the media like twist your words too. So you know, I'm learning. I'm still learning, though. Like you say, I'm still human. I ain't perfect, so I'm still learning to how to use my words wisely. But I feel like I do pretty good, not getting caught up by stuff like that. Now, Chris, I gotta ask, man. I'm, 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 I'm jealous. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there and say I'm jealous. I've seen the facility, bro. I've seen it. I've seen the locker room. I've seen the pool. I've seen the hot tub. I know y'all got chefs now. Your mama like, what did you eat today, Chris? Mama, I had this thing called asparagus. And they giving us all kinds <laughs> of stuff I ain't never heard of. What is it like, man, knowing, number one, for people who don't know, not being able to have to come out the locker room, come up that hill, go across the street, walk over to the practice field, do that. Just being able to, listen, I go in the facility, that go my locker room. It's, people don't understand. I'm trying to get every minute I can before I go on that practice field. I want to be out there three minutes before instead of I got to leave 15 minutes before just to make it there on time. How do you like the new facility, man? And you know, I, I see I've seen the, these futuristic looking lockers y'all got, bro. It looked like a <laughs> look like y'all on a plane on the G5. But when when they finally let y'all boys come in there, because y'all saw it being built. But when you walked in there, you go, Oh my freaking God, this is crazy. Yeah, I, when I first seen it, it was like during fall camp. So, you know, I'm like, like whoa, like, this is crazy. Like, we like, I th- I think it's the best facility in the country, honestly. Like, as far as everything, like, and, and, and they still add stuff into it. Like, when we got in there, it wasn't even done. I think they said it was on like 85% complete. So, they still add stuff. Like, they still probably add stuff to this day while we gone. But, like, just to see it in full swing, that was just crazy, man. Like, I'm walking around and we like, oh my God, like, look at this, look at that. Like, I feel like a kid in the candy shop for real, because, like, we looking at all this new stuff. And those lockers, man, I'm saying they come decked out. Like, they got, they got uh, the Normatec boots, wireless charging pads, so much storage. We don't even have that much stuff. <laughs> we getting all this extra storage. They got dryers for your cleats, pads, and your helmet, gloves. It's like, it's fully decked out and then like you said like i remember even i mean i didn't really get to i'm I'm thankful because you know i was only here to experience for, for uh for one season or not even a season i mean for one spring but it, like i remember like walking up those stairs leaving the locker room trying to hurry up and get over to the practice fields and then after practice having to walk back down to the locker room under the stadium which is you know still a blessing but it was a lot <laughs> especially after practice when we done practice for three hours, two hours or 30 minutes, whatever. But it's it's a blessing now to have everything flowing right there. And then all the minutes, like the pools and the hot tub, cold tubs, all the TVs and they got pool tables, air hockey, ping pong. And like, it's like it's like a mini arcade too. So they even got they a barbershop. Out they have to be like, Chris, y'all can't sleep all night. No, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta go home. You can't just be yeah. but that's what y'all have earned, man. It's like at the University of Florida, somebody will say, Hey, we need an indoor. Get it. Somebody will say, We need a we need a standalone football facility. How much is it gonna cost? 75, 85 mil. Done. Hey, 
Coach, we need our own parking spots. Got it. We need better food. Got it. It's almost like when you go talk to people, you say, look, bro, the reason why we are the players we are, they take care of everything we need. Away from this thing, they or at least they're making it. I saw that picture that went viral. Y'all got more coaches and staff than you got players. I said, wait a minute, bro. We got about 100. Yeah, we got about 100 coaches, about like, like 85 players. But at the same time, you at the flagship university in the state. I ain't taking nothing away from that team. You know what I'm saying? On the Panhandle, I ain't taking nothing away from that team down south. They ain't Florida, man. They they ain't. When did you know? You're like, bro, this is different. Because, yeah, you a big-time football player. You get you a lot of listen, you turned out a lot of big-time offers to come to Florida. But was it an experience you've had? Do you say to yourself, dude, this is crazy? Like, I know I go to Florida, but people go crazy when they see us. Uh, honestly, man, I, I probably said that first game, like, I was so great. That was probably the loudest. And then I know it was an away game, too, but honestly, my favorite game is probably Tennessee. Like, that environment, like, even though it was mixed, like, because it was a lot of Florida fans going to show out regardless, but that was crazy. Like, the Tennessee game was probably the loudest environment I've ever been in. Tennessee and, and Utah. Like, when Bernie got that pick, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is Florida. Like, you know, and it reminded me, like, when I was getting recruited, I had came to the Bama game uh, two seasons ago now, whenever they was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had you hooked. So so they, they made sure we're going to make sure we bring them to the Bama game. Because now when you look at recruiting a little bit different, you'd be like, okay, this stuff, they ain't just asking, hey, Chris, we want you to come on this weekend. That stuff is strategic. Hey, man, I want to show him the atmosphere. I hope the team plays well, which they did. Yeah, it was a losing effort, but the game was incredible. You said that first game. You run out. It's one thing when you I'm on I got I got on my Florida stuff, but I'm a recruit. I'm gonna go through the whole now, put on my uniform, this, that, and third. But now you suiting up. You driving through campus. Then you got Gator Walk, which is crazy. Then you then you put listen. You get to the stage. That go your jersey. That go that seven. That go McClellan on the back. You put that thing on, and all of a sudden you run out. Like not for those who don't know, you got the initial run out, you know, and then you do your you do your like individual stuff. When you finally ran out, when they said, uh, and you run out, what was that feeling like to say, bruh, I'm about to, I'm about to and then, no no no, forget that. You run out, national anthem, whatever they do. When Coach Spence go, Clee, let's go. What? You in, you in next play. What was it like running <laughs> running out? <laughs> Listen, listen, you watch you watching the game, everything's going good. Chris, you up next. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't give me that wide eye. What was it like, Chris? Running out there the first time, getting the call from Ventrell, and it's time to do it. Man, honestly, it was I'm like, I it was a whole lot of emotions going through. Like I was excited, I'm like finally I'm getting to go in to play my first college snap. Then I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, Oh my God! I never played in front of this many people before, and then it was a, uh, it was like anxiousness. Cause I'm like, dang, like I wanna, I hope I do good. Like I wanna, I wanna go out there and make a big play the first time, you know, make a great first impression. But honestly, man, like went out there. I was a little starstruck at first. I remember looking up, like looking into the crowd, feeling like everybody, like like everybody's eyes was on me, watching everything. And then shoot, they called the car. I had to get down, did my job. And, I really like. I think I went in for like two plays and came right back out. Did did good. Oh hell, my gap, you know. But it was a, 
but it, it was a good feeling though, man. And then that uh, snap started improving. It just went up from there. But that at first, at first, I, I was nervous. It was it was a mixture of nervousness and uh, excitement. But I feel like I, I was like a little bit more excited than nervous. Billy Napier, man, he he's a he's a he's a a detailed guy. He wants y'all to know not just the scheme and the coaches. He wants y'all to know each other. I hear y'all get this little thing. They got all the players' faces on and what school they went to, where they from, how many siblings they got. How much better does it make you as a player to know, not only even though Javon, is a, he's a father now, but y'all know he's having a, a man. I know he getting ready to have his son. When you know the guy next to you, not just the guy next to you, I know the kicker, I know the punter, I know the long snapper. How much better does it make you go out there and play when I know why guys are playing the way they play? Uh, well, close, uh, uh, Napier often say, like, you got to know the whole organization. So it go past the players and stuff. Like, he wants to know the janitorial staff, the chefs, the equipment guys, the uh, trainers, everybody. So he make an effort not for us to just know our teammate, but to know the whole facility, to know the whole organization. Because if everybody's on the same page, we can only go up. So, you know, it's I feel like it makes it a whole lot better, though, like, when, you know, Every guy's story and know everybody's background and you know like know what everybody comes from. So whenever it's time to like you know give guys motivation, like it's easier, like you know, because you know what they come from, like you know they struggle and they know yours. So y'all know why y'all got to keep each other motivated to keep pushing. The sound y'all hear is that of number seven. No, we talking about Chris, Chris McClellan from Tulsa, Oklahoma, y'all. If you don't know. You're going to get to know. Just finished his <laughs> freshman season, getting ready for some big things. Captain Chaos said, look, man, I got something for this young dude, him. And Princely and those guys going to be coming back. I'm looking forward to it. But, Chris, man, what you know, you talked about your family earlier, man. What do you say to them? Because when you're getting recruited, you were one of the ones that I had a plethora of options. I can go really wherever I want to go. Your parents have a lot to do with it when it comes to them. Them, them, them summer tournaments, man. I mean, you know, all the stuff you have to do to get high school football is one part, but all the, the extra training to going to these different camps growing up on the camp circuit. Understand that, mom, I might leave this state. The likelihood of me leaving this state to go play college football is very, very high. That's a culture shock, too. I spent my whole life in Oklahoma. Now I got to go to a totally different spot. What do you say to your parents, man, who definitely had a lot to do with you becoming what you became? Uh, honestly, my parents was always like on board with wherever I wanted to go because you know they got this mentality like it ain't nothing to get a flight. We could come see you anytime. So they was never really tripping about that. They always just told me I need to go where I'm gonna be happy at because at the end of the day, they're not gonna be there with me. It's gonna be me, myself, and I. So I had to make a life for myself wherever I was at. So wherever I felt most comfortable doing that, that's why I felt like they was like, okay, you need to go there, and, and that was Florida. So. You know, that's 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 the most important thing. Like my uh, my parents, you know, they know they raised me right, so they they never was really like hesitant or or anything for me to leave the state. They encouraged me to actually because they said, you know, they always told me like to grow as a better person, better man. Like you need to leave the state and be on your own because that forces you to make decisions without like having to rely on your parents. And Chris, man, before I let you out of here, I see, I see, I see, you know, I see you got the locks in your hair. I know you down there in Florida to where you realized real quick, I, before we came on, you said, no, nah, bro, I'm from Tulsa. 
But see, now you in Florida, right? You done heard all about Duval and Jacksonville. You done heard about Tampa. You done heard about Lakeland. You done heard about uh, Broward County. You done heard about Dave. What is it about Oklahoma that your that your teammates say, hey, bro? Yeah, yeah. I'm from the I'm from the middle of America, but we get down too, bro. Don't we ain't a bunch of cowboys and tumbleweeds and people riding around on cow. Y'all need to get out your mind, bro. Like, what is it about? What is it about Tulsa? What is it about Cash Oklahoma like yourself that now your teammates can say, all right, bro, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come to Oklahoma, but I got to make sure I'm with you. How much have your teammates learned about what y'all doing in Oklahoma? They learned a lot, man. I, I had to let them boys know though, because they was trying me at first. They they thinking like, what is this state like? Who from Oklahoma? Like they, a lot of the boys never even met nobody from Oklahoma, so I had to let them boys, you know, know what's up. But yeah, they know what's up, man. Like I told them boys, and they can say like anybody from Oklahoma gonna be the most reliable, respectful teammate they got, and they know like we don't play, we don't play out here at all. So yeah, that's really it. <laughs> reliability, respectability, coachable, great teammate, and the best is yet to come. If it, Whatever you saw in 2022, if you like what you saw, hey, man, sit down, get ready, get your pop. This is just the, this is just the beginning right here. I ain't leave Oklahoma to come down here just to be a Gator. No, I want to be one of them ones and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling all them boys out of Oklahoma. I'm saying, listen, yeah, I know Oklahoma is coming to the SEC, but no, they, they – they coming to Florida. They, they, you know, I don't know what they do in Norman. May God bless them. This is Gainesville, where it goes down. If you're not a Gator, you a Gator hater. It don't matter what you say anyway. You just mad because you ain't us. We us, you, you. You be you. We going to be us. We ain't going to make no mistake. No excuse about it. But, Chris, at the end of the day, please stay healthy. Please keep this mindset you got, man, to where you want to be a great player, but you want to be an even greater teammate. That's the hardest thing to learn. I want to be great, but I want us. To be great together. That's what Coach Sean Spencer is trying to steal in y'all boys. And look, I ain't seen you get the dunk on him yet. I saw him throw Javon an alley, man. You got to tell him to throw you an alley so you can dunk on him. You know, it don't take much yeah. to dunk on him. He ain't the tallest guy in the world. But at the end of the day, Chris, man, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I will be watching. You're going to be easy to find. I mean, D Lyman used to wear D line numbers. Now I'm seven, I'm two, I'm, six, <laughs> I'm four. Hey, but look. If they had, if you want number seven, make number seven, make number seven greater deep D line. Yeah. I ain't mad at you, man. I'm I'm jealous when y'all boys get that all on. I, I might, hey, look, look, seven great, but let me say this, man. I always like number one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, so <laughs> listen, listen, this is that exclusive. For those of you who don't know, right? Number one in Florida is exclusive, and only two people get to wear one on offense, one on defense. So Chris is already putting out. I don't know if y'all made no decisions in the front office yet, Billy Nate. But if you're looking for a candidate for that number one, he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's about six three, six four. He gonna, you know, he got locks in his hair. He's easy to find. And basically, what he's saying is, if anybody in 2023 has a number one, he better be a beast. He better be a he, he better be a bad boy. Cause Chris, like, listen, boy, don't be wearing that number one if you ain't gonna do it no justice. We can switch jerseys during the game. I can give you this seven. I can give you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, Chris. Hey, if you do get to wear that one, I'll know you've earned it. That one is Brent. I, I don't know. Have we ever had him? Oh, I know Brenton Cox had number one this year, man. I'm gonna have to get Brenton on. But if it goes from Brenton and it just slides inside to you, mm -hmm. I would but listen, I will say this though. At least it's gonna look like number one because big Dez, that's the smart list. That that two won't be so <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so <laughs>
but listen, when you see Big Dash, tell Big Dash, never ever let, you know, listen, you got a quarterback, he's right there. This stiff armor, don't be trying to switch hands. The game is on, man. Trying to switch hands for a big game. But no, man, I, I appreciate you, Chris, taking time, man. I mean, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we appreciate y'all for letting this young man see the brighter side and come down to G-Ville when it's a little hotter. Hey, man, stay healthy. I know you're getting ready for the, the uh, uh, summer workout. I mean, uh, winter workouts, because for those who don't know, winter workouts is college football. That's when you have serious doubts. Like, do I really want to do this, bro? Because this is crazy. This is crazy, but stay healthy, man. I know 2023 is going to be even better than 2022 for those people who think, you know, oh, we got them boys from Florida. Keep thinking that way because uh, it ain't going to – listen, we we, we got to go to Utah first game of the year. I don't know where Utah is. I just know it's way out west, <laughs> way out there. That's a long flight. But, uh, no, man, this is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks. Not my reasons. His reason. He is Chris McClellan. He represents Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you don't know, ain't no tumbleweeds, bro. Ain't no cowboys out here, bro. Ain't no tight jeans out here. I'm the most reliable. Right, I'm the most dependable. I'm the most relatable. But if you got your hand in the dirt and you play guard and you got another color jersey, I got a problem with you. We'll do a lot of on Saturday afternoons, man. I am being true. He is Chris McClellan, and we out of here.